welcome to the Metapod, the dynamic duo that revolves around the evolving meta. The podcast about the Pokemon trading card game is back at you with another episode. Sean, how does it feel to be on the podcast? First time, right? First, yeah, first time caller, long time listener, Jake. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. How was Gen Con for all that saw on Twitter? Uh, Gen Con was lovely. I, I had an amazing time. I uh, hung with a lot of the, the card game that we don't name, the other Mon, <laughs> the other Mon game. Um, but I've been watching a lot of that card game, though, to be good. honest. It's a yeah, good card I've game. I've been watching because they're having like regionals and they just had like regionals and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, was watching that. I will say, though, for all the listeners out there who have been, <laughs> who, who either follow or maybe don't, when you play a card game that isn't produced by a company that is as buttoned up as Pokemon, you're like, you, you take for granted the little things. Like, um, you don't have to restart your tournament after two rounds because the tournament pairing software stopped working. Oh, okay. Not using Tom's. Is Tom specific to Pokemon? Yep. Thomas, uh, oh, Thomas I didn't Pokemon's know that. one. But, I mean, a lot of these companies have their own pairing software. Like, they make their own, but... Yeah, like uh, Bandai, who makes the other card game, they have released their own app thing, and they're having some back-end issues. And like they had a tournament where it took two and a half hours to do two rounds, and then something got messed up somewhere, and they lost all of the pairing data, and they had to restart the whole tournament. And they had to change it to best of one instead of best of three because they didn't have enough time. To, it was a it's a mess jake yeah that sounds like something that i don't want to participate in but you know what i do want to participate in sean i want to participate in talking about what has been going on in the pokemon training card game because worlds is this week the world championships the big kahuna that everybody has worked for except for us because we just talk about it we don't really <laughs> we're busy with work life but we will get you all the information that you need to know including if you're deciding whether or not you want to stay here for this podcast for the long haul, we'll give you a great review that someone left to maybe convince you. This is from the dude five, 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 eight, five stars titled great podcast, fun podcast about the Pokemon TCG. Great for those who just want to hear about what is going on, but also great for those active in the community. Thank you guys so much for this podcast and thank you lovely listener for the excellent review whether you want to give us five stars or one star feel free to let us know how we're doing unless you're on youtube and spotify and you can't leave a review you have to leave a rating or a comment or a like which we super super appreciate but sean jake have you been seeing did you listen last week's episode was like the last week's episode was like the product pokemon podcast Okay. Where we just, I just talked about new products that we're releasing. But uh, do you, you remember when we talked about way back in the day, the ultra premium collection? Oh, the, is this the Zacian and Zombazenta one, right? That they yes. Did. Do you remember that product? Oh, yeah. I bought one and they had all the fancy dice counters in it. It was very nice. Mm -hmm. I bought it when it wasn't 200 plus dollars. I just got it at a Target. <laughs> you just got it at a Target? Yeah. I didn't know they were selling them at Target. Well, or, or okay. something. I just got it somewhere like pretty normal for like a hundred well, bucks. If Sean, you want another one of a different Pokemon of a different era. I talked about last week, the sword and shield ultra premium collection. We talked about what was in it. The three etched 
promo cards that at this at this point last week we didn't know what the pokemon was in there there's a play mat in there card sleeves metal coin damage counters condition markers acrylic v-star markers 16 booster packs in the sword and shield series player's guide and a code card and i theorized for a little bit with myself as one does what pokemon it would be but sean i didn't guess this one you didn't guess the most popular I, I literally for those of you that are audio only and may not have seen it on screen the ultra premium collection mystery pokemon is charizard big mystery yeah big <laughs> wow really should have just used my brain now take, for... what were your guesses last week i like i guess like a hisuian pokemon i think i remember at one point thinking oh my god what if it's lilligant and i don't know why but i was like what if it's lilligant i also thought uh for a little bit but i think i took away this take that it would be like um shadow rider and ice rider oh that um, would, yeah I, I could see that yeah you know they did zamazenta as asian as a side yeah by side. and yeah. i was like okay kind of fits because they're like the box legendaries of the dlc kind of so yeah. i was like maybe and then i forgot that like charizard's never gotten one so next time there's a mystery i'll probably just guess like well pikachu was on celebrations essentially i don't even whew, i'm just terrible but the three the three sorry etched foil promo cards are going to be charizard v charizard v max and charizard v star the playmat is going to feature gigantamax charizard the card sleeves and the metallic coin also are going to be gigantamax charizard there's no pictures of the actual like cards mat stuff like that hmm. so we don't actually know what that is going to look like we don't know if it's going to be just like the card art of the Charizard, the Gigantamax Charizard, just plastered on there. You know, kind of how they did that with the uh, uh, supporters from Sun and Moon, the uh, dual supporters. What are those called? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, my God. We're losing it, Sean. Tag, tag team supporters, yeah. yes. How they just, like, copy and pasted those on. Well, you know, Jake, I mean, this is a big deal. For them to make a Charizard product like this, I can only imagine that they had a special card art ready for it. Because it would be weird if they didn't. So, I don't know. You know how Zacian and Zamazenta, they had the um, black and gold versions? Yeah. Like, yeah. it would not surprise me if that if they're going to give the Charizard V, VMAX, and V-Star, they're going to keep the same art as what would be seen on the rainbow versions, uh, but do it in a black and gold treatment. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they've done a black and nope. gold version of Charizard. I know they did a promo Charizard for the Elite Trainer Box in Champion's Path. They did. Um, but that's pretty much it in terms of the... Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. So that would be kind of cool, actually. I'm... Yeah, and, Ooh, it, and because... It's tempting. And because this is a North America... Well, not North America, Western audience, like non-Japanese product... Um, mm -hmm it's simple enough for them to do simply a like color change, right? Cause they know what the print is. So it's just like, okay, make it a black and white and then just assign gold to the white color. And it's like, they don't have to commission new artwork. Easy. Doing... Right. Clap like, your hands. It's just, that's all they do. Right. I'm sure. But like, you know, my point being is like, they don't have to get artwork from Japan, which is usually like, that's why you don't see special art cards typically outside of Japan is cause they do all the art. So. It will be releasing on October 28th, $120 retail. 
Yeah, I, I would assume that maybe you could order this on the Pokemon Center. You can find it at your maybe local Target if you're lucky. Charizard? But no. <laughs> I, I mean, you'll have to stake it out, to be honest. Uh, but anyways, Jake, that... Can I point what? one thing out, though? Can, yes. There, there is one... like Everything in here is super premium, except, except Jake. What's wrong with an acrylic V-Star marker? Why not make it metal like everything else in this box? But, I mean, like, so they have multiple versions of V-Star markers already. They got the little card that comes in the packs now, yeah, right? And now sure. they have the acrylic one, or and they have the acrylic one as well that comes in, like, doesn't it come in the ETBs? ETBs? Yeah, but that's yeah, so like This is ultra premium. I want that metal. I want that nice... <laughs> You want your booster packs to be metal too, Sean? Maybe. Is that what you want? <laughs> I would actually not mind that would be uh, cool. for that, to be honest. Bring but back you know the Burger King cards. Anyways. Yeah, bring those back, actually. But you know, Sean, what is kind of cool, in my opinion, that's coming up? What's that? The second set of stacking tins. Now, if you do not remember, I don't even think we covered this on the podcast back in February. Um, there was a set of stacking tins that featured Decidueye, Wishiwashi, and Electivire. Grass, water, and uh, what is Electivire? Oh, lightning. Ele electric, lightning. Electric, lightning, whichever you want to call it. Anyways, fight me. There is a second set of stacking tins that are coming out featuring fighting Pokemon, fire Pokemon, and dark type Pokemon as well. The main Pokemon on these being Lycanroc for fighting, Charizard, of course, for fire, and then Dark being Guzzlord. So these are tins that come out $13 each. They are coming out on October 28th. I don't know how big they are, truthfully, uh, because I've never seen these before I saw this article. I did not see them in February, but they come with three booster packs and a coin, and the tins are designed to stack on top of each other as well. So in my opinion, I think it's really cool because these are like a cool storage type thing. You know, like if you just have like bulk cards, you know, you can put those cards in there or literally anything else, you know, all the dice that you get from ETBs or whatever, like you just put them in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like if they fit a pack, then they'll definitely fit cards. Probably. Yeah. Sleeved. And you um, know that in these boxes, there's a bunch of plastic, too, you know, like because yeah. like all their stuff has a bunch of plastic in it. So but I don't think these are like three feet tall or anything like that like these are probably like what a foot a foot and a half looking at the picture yeah probably, yeah, probably not, like a probably foot too big yeah um, so not very big but they can hold some things and who knows maybe you can make it your makeshift deck box too maybe, i don't know maybe yeah. i would like to see i would like to roll up to an event and my <laughs> opponent pulls out a guzzlord i will say though the charizard i i don't I, this is the Charizard podcast, the Pokemon podcast that uh -huh. talks about Charizard all the time. The Charizard art on the tin is actually really cool, in my opinion. I think it's a cool looking art. It's not like a copy and paste type art. Like, uh, I feel like this Guzzlord is a little bit more copy and paste. But like all the other Pokemon that you see on there are like, I don't know if they're original designs or they're original like arts of it, but they're ones that you don't see like often at all and like i don't recognize them seeing them prior so like it's cool <laughs> yeah i mean these are all right these are all right 
but those are a little bit more niche in terms of the uh, collecting community. What you may want to collect, though, is the cool Pokemon TCG Trick or Trade Booster Packs that are coming out here soon. Boo as in capital B, capital O, capital O. They're spotted early coming out at Kohl's and Kroger. So go check yours in your local area. Now that I know it's at Kroger, I'm going to go check the one right by my house. But this is a set. I think we talked about this previously just a on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit in terms of theories of what it actually is. And so it includes 30 different cards. All of these cards are reprints. However, they fe they feature a special Pikachu pumpkin stamp in the corner of the artwork. So just like kind of pre-release promos, they have a little stamp on them and they're i mean they're cool i would say they are interesting in the fact that um they all kind of fit right yeah like there's no in these 30 cards there's no torchic you know there's not um a squirtle these are like ghost pokemon or pokemon yeah. related to spooky things you've got spinnerack you've got duskull gengar mimikyu a cubone even so yeah. if you're uh if you know the lore of Cubone, there's no Marowak in this set, though. Uh, no, no Marowak. Just just the lowly Cubone. I think maybe I they know, had a Marowak. That kind of makes me sad, actually. They may have had a Marowak in, and then they were like, yo, guys, we need a Pikachu. Who are we kicking out? Who are we getting rid of? <laughs> Who are we kicking Pikachu? out? Who are we killing off, as they say? Cubone's and evolved mother. That's who yeah. we're killing off. So big sad if you know we're referencing the first generation of Pokemon games, but <laughs> there are 10 of these cards are going to be hollow. That is all the ones that are usually rare in mm. these sets. So pretty much all your evolved ones and and uh, Mewtwo as well, which Mewtwo, I didn't. Oh, that might be the only one that's like out of place, I would say. Yeah, I didn't see the Mewtwo before, but looking at the hollow picture. It's a little weird. It's Mewtwo's not really. I don't think of it. Yeah, it's not really a spoopy Pokemon. You know. I guess maybe you could. Isn't there like? Is there like a Halloween type lore thing that's like an amalgamation of things? Because Mewtwo's like a clone, right? Yeah, I don't know. I guess Frankenstein could work because it's like man-made. You know, you, what was the dude that made Frankenstein? Doctor Victor Frankenstein. Do Dr. Vic and Frankenstein. Yeah. Sure. And Frankenstein I, I never the monster is called the monster. Frankenstein's a monster. Oh, well, the 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 dude, Dr. Frankenstein making the monster. So Mewtwo is I mean, like Giovanni is basically Frankenstein and Mewtwo is basically Giovanni's monster. I'd right? buy it. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. You know what? We're tying things in left and right around yeah. here to make it make sense but I, I will say jake of these cards like because as jake was saying they're all spoopy but most of them are not playable the pikachu is going to be collectible maybe if you want to collect the whole set great but i want to see one of these uh i wonder if pumpkaboo will be allowed at worlds i don't um, believe so, so i i don't know i remember holy cow i'm gonna actually go there, look for it there was a tweet the other day and i feel like i i don't know if i shared it with you sean i think or... i saw will post uh reposted it and stuff like that too right yes i don't want to say exactly what it was until i find it but sean if you had to 
look at the uh look at the different cards in this which card are you taking which one are you really wanting to get out of your pokemon booster pack i mean it, obviously pikachu just because it's like but outside of pikachu outside of pikachu that gengar i like that gengar I will agree, like, the Gengar actually looks really, really good. It's one of my more favorite arts in the last couple sets in terms of not, like, an ultra-rare type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, big shout-out to the Gengar, I will say. And then, you know, also you got the Poltegeist down there. Yep. You, you, if you want to play Mad Party one final time, not because it's a good deck, but because <laughs> you like to have fun when you play the game, then boom. There it is right there. You can bling out in a different way with your uh, with your Mad Party deck, yeah. Sean. If, you, if you're rocking, if somehow you've decided to rock a max rarity budget deck, getting that Sinistee and getting this Poltegeist is the way to do it, you know? I don't think that would be max rarity, though. Is there well, I more... guess these are limited edition time, yeah. so I guess it could be considered max rarity. They'll be the most rare. Is there a character art of the Poltegeist? I don't know. Maybe. There's a shiny version of right. the Poltegeist that came out in the the one shiny in set the, that I can't remember the name of. Yeah, Shining Fates in the pin collection, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, y y you know, you could mix it up if you really wanted, but... Yeah, I'll figure it out. But, Sean, what I will say... Is if you like free stuff, you like collecting free stuff. Let me tell you that the special digital distributions are coming for the world championships. Now, we'll go over all of them. Really, this relates to both the trading card game and the video game. But if you do not know, in the past, during the live streams, Pokemon has given things out. I believe we talked about when they gave out the research, the Marnie, the boss, um, the full arts of those. Do you remember those, Sean? Yep, they do. Yeah, they like gave them out at some time during the championships. We don't know what time they come out, though, because they want you to watch the entire time, right? Um, but we do know that it will work both in Pokemon Trading Card Game Online and TCG Live for the, um, for the card that we're going to get on the TCG sign. And... Let me tell you, Sean, it's a good-looking card. It is a new state. Well, not really a new stadium, a new version of a stadium that is very popular in the Pokemon trading card game. Gold Path to the Peak. Yep. Sean, how do you feel about this card being coming out? I mean, I think it's super awesome that they're doing a gold card as the free giveaway for Worlds. Like, that's, that's cool. Like, if you play the online version of the game, like, that's about as good as you're going to get uh, in terms of, like, freebies. I feel like also they've done a really good job at um, like giving out good cards yeah. for these events, you know, and they're giving out good rarities for the cards. Like it makes me really happy that they were giving out full art versions of those supporters and not rainbow rare versions, yeah. because I think we all know on this podcast how I feel about rainbow supporters in comparison to regular supporters and so giving out a gold version of a stadium arguably the most popular stadium in the format right now at least a very good one at that you know you're gonna get your money's worth quote unquote because you're not actually paying anything but 
you will uh um you will be able to get something worth your time i feel like yeah no i mean and look if you cannot stick around for the whole live stream because you know people got lives um the way they did them before was usually there's a code and there's like the first x thousand people that type in the code and usually that it's it's lasted for quite a while so just keep your ears and eyes peeled to um you know i will say i i will say also i don't believe the ones that ran out for the um the previous live streams where they gave out the supporter i don't believe those like really ended yeah. Or at least like you could you could enter the code a couple days later. Some yeah. people did and it worked. But if you want the code for yourself, but maybe you can't tune in, don't worry. Sean and I will have you covered over on our Twitter at Metapod TCG. We'll make sure to retweet it because they'll like Sarah B will post about it. And, you know, some other people will post about it to try to gain clout, including potentially myself <laughs> on my personal. So we'll make sure to retweet it. So all you got to do is check our Twitter to be able to see when those special distributions come out for the gold path to the peak, at least. Um, there is also a, a video game giveaway that are, that are there. A level 50 Victini, Victini being a mythical Pokemon that is only given out during distributions. So, well, that and like a Pokemon Go event. But not a lot of people have Victini. It's going to have V-Creed, Zen Headbutt, Workup, Flame Charge, Holding a Starf Berry. You probably don't really care too much about that but people attending worlds can download a synesty as well and then with the trading card game you know they'll get a promo for participating um i think it's the championship festival promo um uh, it's a yeah. promo they've done in past years yeah oh, not the tropical beach no no but i think that is why so the rule that jake and i were talking about were like oh i don't know if you can use alternate versions of cards that the reason that that is uh, that they had to make that rule is because that card that's being given out does have a previous version. So like they, they had to like make sure that people weren't trying to use the champions festival card in their deck, I guess. Yeah. There's I can't find, stuff. I can't find the tweet for the life of me on that. It doesn't matter. Point being, if you're going to worlds and you somehow manage to acquire that uh, pumpkaboo, you probably shouldn't play it. Don't risk it. It hasn't even come out yet. It's supposed to come out in well, like. It's apparently arrived at some Coles and Kroger's early. That's how we well, got. Yeah, because the they don't care enough to like know <laughs> what day it's supposed to release. Like they don't care that much. Nobody's gonna harm them really. But also on Pokey Beach, there is the streaming schedule where you can see exactly you know when the trading card game events are going to happen. They're also going to be streaming. Uh, Pokemon Go and Pokemon Unite as well. Um, and I i mean, I like Worlds. I've watched Worlds in the past. I've super enjoyed watching the World Championships. It's always a great production. They've announced the casters as well. Some excellent, really, really cool casters that we know and love. So I highly encourage if you've got time to tune in, check it out. I mean, opening ceremonies start on thursday august 18th at 9 a.m i believe eastern time and then like pokemon unite ends at like 6 p.m so it's literally like all day sean yeah yeah i mean like look if you got nothing better to do on your thursdays and fridays or you work a job where you can pull open a tab on the side <laughs> you know thursday all actually, day actually actually let me retract that statement let me retract that statement so 
they actually have their own streams, I believe. Yep, they do. Right? They're doing it on their own stream, so it'll be on the official Pokemon TCG stream. It still starts at 9 a.m. with the opening ceremony, but, like, the TCG is the latest to end out of all of them. Like, day one, August 18th on Thursday, ends at, like, 9 p.m., Sean. Literally 12 hours of Pokemon Trading Card Game World Championships high-quality level. Then Friday... 9.15, you can go even later, Sean. <laughs> but then Saturday, you have 7 p.m. of the top cut. And then yep. Sunday, which is championship day, they will have on the main channel, I believe. I believe they have the main channel yep. for the championship matches. And they'll do first thing in the morning at 9 a.m., they'll do the TCG. They'll do juniors finals, seniors finals, and masters finals. And in the Poke Beach article, you can see all the streaming links as well. So make sure to go follow those if you do want to watch. Indeed. And also, if you're at the Pokemon TCG World Championships, tell us on Twitter or wherever in the YouTube comments. Tell us, let us know, because uh, we like to know when you're doing things Pokemon related, how you're doing, post pictures with your friends, all of that stuff. But Sean, we wouldn't be a Pokemon TCG podcast releasing an episode the week of the world championships. If we didn't make a fool of ourselves <laughs> and make some predictions. So Sean, I will start off with the heavy hitters first for you. Okay. What do you think is going to win the world championships? I think it's going to win. Mm -hmm. Oh Lordy. Um, I told you heavy hitter, you know, I, this is a tough one. I really, <laughs> I'm like looking at recent events too, just to get a sense of what's out there. Mm -hmm. uh, man, I want I want to look at one more event, one more event, just to see see what I'm looking at here. Dun, dun, I don't know. Dun, okay, dun, something with Arceus. Dun, dun, dun. Something with Arceus. Final yep. answer, Sean. I'll cover half the meta with that one, Jake. That's the <laughs> biggest. Arceus and Teleon. Any variant, I baby. I mean, it might. Arceus and Teleon is not a bad I mean, pick. You're not wrong. It is like a good deck, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I do think there is some validity. I just think it's funny that you picked it. Um, I mean, you could be like Mellow Magikarp and play at your locals like the day before you leave for the world championships play Arceus and Telly and Charizard thinking that it's the play for worlds and then go O2 drop at your <laughs> locals and immediately rethink everything. I have been loving Mello's series of tweets yeah. online. Um, <laughs> and I, I just love it. So Sean, I will tell you what is winning the world championships. I have studied, I have done extensive research here for the Metapod podcast to make the prediction that the Rebel Clash Metapod is going to win the world champion. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. I made that tweet the other day. So uh, anyways, this is the real take. I actually think that Mewtwo V Union Milk Tank will win the world championships. Really? I'm dead serious. A uh, uh, stall? A, a stall yeah, deck, I think it's going to win. I have this gut feeling. Because I don't think Palkia is going to win. Yeah, I don't I think Arceus and Teleon is going to win. I think they're both going to be good decks. Yeah, uh, but I would say in terms of like disappointment, because that's another thing we're going to do, like flop. I actually mm -hmm. think that Palkia will do worse than people expect. I do too, because I think Palkia has like the biggest target on its back. 
yep. in terms of the meta that and Arceus Inteleon. But I think Palkia will do the worst. Mm -hmm. But I think Mewtwo v Union Milk Tank's gonna win because I feel like I don't know. I've I've listened around and things like that, and there's not like good. There's not great things, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to counter. Of course, there are some things to counter. Or, or I'm sorry, uh, Mewtwo v Union and Milk Tank, but one, it's a super hard matchup, right? If you yeah. test it, you have to test it against someone that knows exactly what they're doing. Not everybody can test against Sander on a daily basis, right? So I don't know what Sander's going to bring. I don't know if he's going to bring that, but it, he's my pick. <laughs> he's my pick, especially if he plays that deck. I just, just going to put that out there, Sean, but... So we talked about our flops, you know, we said that, you know, Palkia, we both agreed, is kind of the the one that's going to show up, but it's not going to show up and do well. But, Sean, that leaves one more category left. What do you think is the sleeper pick? What do you think is the Cinderella story that we will talk about that nobody prepared for for the World Championships in 2022? I don't know about nobody prepared for, but... There is a deck that I am not seeing at those top tables in the online tournaments, at least in the last like few days. Mm -hmm. I think Dialga. I said it. I said it several weeks ago with Frank. Yeah. I think Dialga could be one of those sleepers. I, I think that the majority of people who play Dialga will not high roll their way into those wins, but a deck that can take extra turns. You just need somebody with a hot hand. Right. I do agree that Dialga, I, I agree with Frank. I think it's a good pick. I think that you can get really, really hot running with that deck. And not to say that the deck is all about getting lucky, but like you do have to have a little bit of luck in the Pokemon trading card game in general. That's just general facts. Yeah. But like the amount that you can do when you have like a decent starting hand is absurd. Yeah. You can go so fast with that deck, so fast that your opponent, like, just can't catch up. So that's why I think it's dangerous as well. But it's not my sleeper pick, Sean. Interesting. What's your sleeper pick? I'm going to pick Chansey V as my sleeper pick. Nobody's really talked about it. I heard it in a little conversation the other day on a stream for a couple minutes. It doesn't actually seem like a bad pick. It's tanky, right? There are options with it with like um, with like Mill Tank as well. You know, people not really respecting Mill Tank, and I don't blame them, to be honest, because I wouldn't respect it either if I was preparing for the World Championships. And it can hit huge damage along with some healing as well, Sean. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but like, I mean, Jake, look, it may be, maybe. But I'm like, you know what I see on Chansey? I'm like, it's a beefy boy. But you know it's a beefy boy that has a fighting weakness. You know what other... And? Do you know what other card that makes up half the meta also has a fighting weakness? Yeah, but like Chansey <laughs> can give itself like 300 plus HP, can it? I mean... Well, or it can get really close. I mean, it's 250. You can put a Cape of Toughness oh, so to get it to can 300. Get yeah, so maybe it can't get to maybe it can't get to the over three hundred, but I still believe it is Sean. <laughs> I mean, maybe, 
Maybe. Just have all the other decks beat the Urshifu, right? That's right. all you got to do. I mean, that's all you got to do. That's a, a side note. That's kind of an interesting sleeper pick, too, is Rapid Strike Urshifu. I do know that um, I think it was like Alex Shemansky won the Player Cup 2 Invitational. Mm. Or it was a yeah. it was some sort of big online event during the pandemic, and he won it with Urshifu. Yeah. So is he going to bring back the Urshifu is the real question and play it? I don't know. We'll I mean, see. Also, Limitless Robin, right? Yeah, Taking he won that regional, regional yeah. not too long ago. So, I mean, look, it's one of those decks that like it's it, it's do it does this constantly. It fluctuates right? and it's up and down, up and down. And like Mew VMAX is kind of nowhere to be seen comparatively. It, Mew VMAX is like, okay, this is what Mew VMAX is in the meta right now. If you want a day two, you play Mew VMAX. If you want a top eight, you play something else. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like what Mew VMAX is right now in the meta. It is a good safe pick if you want to you know maybe your goal is to just make day two right like my goal in my first regional or worlds or whatever would be to just make day two you know i'd be if i made day two my goal then on would be like to go to war or to the top eight you know the top cut top 64 top 32 whatever but like at the end of the day like day two ain't that bad <laughs> no 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 i it's a weird one though because again i think worlds is kind of a different beast because you go to any regional and it's like you know that there's going to be a, a wide variance of skill level and understanding of the meta but when you go to worlds everybody there had to qualify so everybody's really good you're yeah. not gonna get little jimmy that just no. signed or not little jimmy big uh daddy jimmy that signed up because little timmy Right. join the juniors and so he's like okay i'll play in the masters which there's nothing wrong with that by the way sure. but you don't get Love that type of player dads. right where it's like you're not yeah. gonna get them free dubs yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get much ex it's it's literally the highest level of competition in the pokemon trading card game so yeah obviously it's going to have the highest quality opponents things like that so and that's where i'm like mu vmax people have had a long time to play against that deck now Sometimes the deck is an absolute train and you can't do anything about it, but mm -hmm. give people enough time and experience playing against your deck and they'll figure it out. They'll figure out ways to beat it. I will say Mew VMAX, if you are looking for a deck that you're comfortable with and that you're confident with, I think Mew VMAX is kind of a safe pick yeah. because like you've probably the deck hasn't really changed since it's come out in Fusion Strike. You've probably been playing the same Mew VMAX deck minus one or two tech cards you know for the majority of its time so therefore you're probably pretty good at playing mu v max right um better than somebody else who's never played mu v max before so that's why i that's another reason why i think mu v max is a good pick for for some people like a safe pick because most of the people still playing mu v max right now are the people that have been playing it forever and have played it to a lot of events so that's my that's my justification on Mew V Max. I will say if Mew somehow wins at all, you know, somebody just has the hottest hand ever, then we'll have two world champions in a row that have Mew cards as the headliner. 
That's true. Will Henry Brand retake his, or, well, not retake, because it never left him. That's true. Just been it's been paused. three years. It's fine. Will he continue his glory as the top competitor in the Masters division, or will he fall to another competitor? Sean, do you think do you think uh, Henry Brand wins? No. I, I, I mean, nothing against <laughs> Henry. I think he's great, but I think, look, uh, when, again. You think you, he makes top eight? Uh, no. Because I think I think if you win Worlds one year and you top eight the next year, I think that's impressive. pretty good. Yeah, that's like yeah. really, really good. You may not have won, but you did really solid, my man. Oh, no. I mean, like, that would be that, that, that's an insane. That's why I'm like, if you say, do you think somebody will? And I'm like, top eight, it just the level of play so high. And it really comes down to like, hey, what did the meta shake up to be during top cut? Because like if you just made the right pick. If you if you read the meta correctly, then you might have a better time of it. But not everybody can read the meta correctly. That's literally the definition of like if everybody reads it correctly, then everybody is wrong. I uh, you know. So. Wow, we just like broke the fourth wall here on this podcast. The only podcast that breaks the fourth wall and gives you an enjoyable listen as well. Sean, do we have anything else to talk about today? No, nothing else. But next week, Jake, next week, we are going to be bringing you an episode after Worlds. Jake and I will find time to record it, which will be weird for me because I'm going to be in Korea. Oh, wait, are you going to be... Re- we talked about this. This was a long time ago that yeah. we talked about this. So you're we're, you're going to be recording in Korea. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's yeah. really cool. Do I just? We'll talk about it later. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to the Metapod Podcast. The Pokemon Podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Let us know if you think you're going to win worlds. I won't hold it to you, but have a great rest of the day.